What's up and welcome into a fresh week of Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we got two, not one, but two preseason games, preseason victories to break down. The Bulls, a blowout win over the Pelicans and a tight one uh, that the Bulls pull out thanks to their second round rookie, Io DeSumo, uh, beating the Cavs in their rematch Sunday night. That's all up next on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls. Your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome to Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. That's my co-host, Big Dave Watson. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports, and you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com, and hit us up on that text to voicemail line for our weekly mailbag episodes. 331-979-1369 is that number. Happy Monday, Bulls Nation, and a great Monday, if you are a Chicago fan across the board, the, the Bulls, the Sky, the Bears, and the White Sox, a clean sweep with victories for each team yesterday, Big Dave. My friend, awesome watch the Bears game with you yesterday. Uh, what was your favorite victory of the day? Oh, wow. Great question. I think I'm going to go. Oh, it's a tie. This, I'm going to go with the Bears and the Sky. Uh, because those are both games that I really didn't think either one of them would win. And the Sky won in a fashion I definitely didn't think they would win in, <laughs> which pretty was con- a pretty convincingly down. You know, I've been talking about Copper uh, this entire playoffs, man, and she showed why again last game. She's been phenomenal, just really great. And the Bears, I mean, they did Bear stuff. Uh, nobody Ooh. expected them to win, and they went in there and they did it, man. Khalil Mack. He's got to be in the talk for defensive player of the year right now. Has to. Man. And, and meanwhile, the Bulls keep on rolling. They get their first close preseason game uh, that they pull out Sunday night. We'll get to that uh, at the back end of the show. We're, we're starting with another blowout win. And, and let's just acknowledge this first, Big Dave. That was not the real Pelican squad. That was a Zion Williams-less squad. That was a Brandon Ingram-less squad. I'm pretty sure Jackson Hayes also sat out that game. But it goes back to what you were saying when we were breaking down their first blowout against Cleveland uh, last week, which is good. If Donovan's going to give his real guys some run in these preseason games, significant minutes, because he's like, look, there's a lot of new pieces. I want to try and build as much chemistry as we can. We got to use these preseason games. So if you're playing bums, go out and slay the bums, right? Slay the bums, guys. That's what it's all about. That's how good teams do. You can't point out a good team in the NBA without pointing out some bump sling. This is where they have their best games. This is how they do. The reason Matt and I are so uh, in-depth on this topic is because we watched teams do that to us for about four years. They walked (laughs) in here, and they would have their career games against us. We only have to talk about the Jackie Moon game that that, uh, Clay Thompson had or or the incredible shot that uh, – what Damian Lillard had or the or the what 50 60 point performance that uh CJ McCollum had like it's been a yeah it's been a lot so that's what you do against these teams that aren't good you you bum slay and you beat them down 
And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they didn't have their players out there. Okay, fine. Guess what? Lonzo was about to ball out because it's his old team. That's what's going to happen right now. Uh, the Bears are going to toss some alley. I mean, the Bulls are going to toss those alley oops around and just look good from top to bottom. And yeah, it was just another awesome, awesome beatdown. And, and I really enjoy seeing it. I think uh, if there's one player that I would like to highlight from that uh, Pelicans blowout win, it's Lonzo Ball. Uh, You know, we love what we saw from him in their first game against Cleveland, doing a little bit of everything on the defensive end and also, you know, getting the Bulls out in transition with with his great passing ability and and court vision. We also were re-reminded in the game against the Pelicans just how lethal of a threat this guy has made himself behind the arc. What was his final stat line? Uh, We got 19. Five five of six from downtown Mm -hmm. for, for 19 points. I mean, and his teammates were echoing it after the game. Like, look, this guy can shoot threes now. You've got, you got to guard him out there because if you don't, you, the, he's going to make you pay. You know, the favorite thing I heard in the press conference after that game was when Sam Smith uh, said to Lonzo, he said, uh, not, hearing no, uh, not hearing about you can't shoot anymore there, huh? <laughs> not hearing that no more. And Lonzo, very calm and cool, he said, Honestly, I ain't really heard that since my rookie year. <laughs> I love that. I love that that response. And then I love the follow-up question by Sam. He said, so, I mean, does this mean you're going to be leading the league in three-point percentage? And Lonzo was like, I don't see why not. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, that's the kind of attitude you want. And that's the attitude and the confidence that he has right now, guys. You're watching a confident Lonzo Ball. I'm telling you, we haven't seen a confident Lonzo Ball in a few years now. He's been a guy who's been playing out of position, not being able to do what he wants to do, not having a coach uh, fully trust him and his capabilities. And Mm -hmm. uh, rightfully so, because he had to develop. He still had things he had to get together. But especially last year, he felt that he didn't he wasn't, you know, being utilized correctly. And we all felt that. So now here with Billy Donovan, knowing how he likes to play, knowing the freedom that he gives his players and allowing them to use that IQ, combining that now with the shot that he has now, combining that with the respect the players now have for him, should be a good season for Lonzo Ball, man. It should be a really good season. It really should. Um, outside of Lonzo, the Bulls as a team did not have a great night shooting uh, from deep on Friday against the Pelicans. If you take out Lonzo's five for six, the rest of the Bulls were, oh my goodness, six of 29 So not a great shooting night from behind the arc, but guess what? They still shot 49% overall from the field as a team (laughs) because we saw, and that's the other thing offensively, and Lonzo is a part of that. You saw Lonzo and Vooch playing a little two-man game, simple pick-and-roll action, and Vooch just getting bunnies. Like for for him, mid-range bunnies. You saw Vooch doing similar things with DeMar DeRozan, taking turns between those two players, each one getting good open looks in the mid-range, and Zach Levine. We've fallen in love with how lethal he is as a catch-and-shoot guy from behind the perimeter. But Zach Levine's also pretty much just automatic in mid-range. He has made that an automatic part of his game. You saw it with his effective field goal uh, percentage last season. The, right. the mid-range uh, you know, levels of, of efficiency from Zach are at an all-time high. So when you have all of those options, when you're playing little two-man games with Vooch and any of those three guys I just named – Levine, DeMar, and Lonzo. And we saw all of those things in effect Friday night. You're like, mm-hmm. even if we have an off night shooting from deep, guess what? We're getting good looks in mid-range, and the Bulls are allowed to do that again now. 
Yeah, it, it was banned here for a while, just like headbands. <laughs> like you weren't allowed to shoot from yeah. the mid-range. Just ask Kobe White, who showed up his right. rookie year and was told, no, you're not allowed to shoot mid-range. But, but, but that's all I do. <laughs> like, that's what I do best. You don't want me to do what I do best? No, we want you to learn a new best. Okay, all right. Now how that works, guys. And also, shout out Wendell Carter Jr. He went through the same exact thing. <laughs> My goodness. He went through the so same did, thing. So did Thad Young. Thad, you're so launching did, oh. seven to threes a night now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> launching them. Launching them. Um, you're right, man. Like, it's, I love on the offensive end how they can get you from anywhere, in any style, in any form. At least so far with that, what we've seen in the preseason. Because, uh, when, like you said, when that three-point shot isn't working – Guess what? Now you have the mid-range. And not only do you have the mid-range, you have lethal mid-range offensive players. So Mm -hmm. you got Zach, who's really good at the mid-range. But if he's off, you got a mid-range machine in DeMar DeRozan just waiting, you know, to say, hey, give me the ball. I love how I'm watching DeMar DeRozan now, too, Matt. It seems like he's kind of rounding in the form, kind of finding exactly where he wants to be on the court and to do what he likes to do. And... You don't see, <laughs> and this is a strong word because of the beat down they put on the Cavs the first time, but you don't see the clunkiness of the offense mm-hmm. when they're moving it in trans. And what I mean by that, that's why Billy talked about the overpassing he thought he saw in that mm-hmm. first game. Guys, you know, just trying to get everybody the ball and throwing the ball a little bit too much. You haven't seen that in, in the next two games. They fixed that. That was an easy fix. Hey, you know, just take the shot. You know, <laughs> hey, right. you know, it's okay. Get the layup. We're fine. That's a very easy fix. Those are the problems I like having. But I digress. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and just finding his way and where he is at now just makes the Bulls that much more lethal from that mid-range position. And let's not also leave out Vooch, who is also has a mid-range shot as well. He can mm-hmm. do that too, guys. So any way you want it, that's the way you need it, and that's the way you're going to get it. <laughs> and that's your Bulls journey breakdown for yes, your Monday. Yes. I'm from uh, Chicago, but, man. Journey's a special place in my heart. So it's but <laughs> you're, you're right to bring up that element of the, you know, uh, Billy Donovan encouraging his guys that, you know, don't overpass, but we have so many options. Our opponents really can't double anybody because if they do, one of our guys is open, and, and we've got a lot of, of potent scorers on this roster. That's why, you know, you saw 36 assists for the Bulls in their preseason debut. You saw on Friday night against the Pelicans, 32 more assists on 47 field goals for the Bulls. The ball is moving uh, in in a way that looks pretty easy, Um, and and that's encouraging. Uh, I also wanted to talk about some of the defense that we saw in this Pelicans win, and we will get to that next in just a minute. First, though, a quick shout-out to our sponsors for today. The Sleeper app, if you want to play fantasy basketball, this is where you got to go. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Broken. Like the souls of Raiders fans yesterday, it was broken. (laughs) Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It didn't make any sense. It was dumb, and it required very little strategy. It was dumb luck. So in 2020, Sleeper addressed this problem, and they released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on that Sleeper app. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter on their roster to count towards the team's total score ensuring an even number of games played between opponents every week. The days of losing because your opponent's players just had more games than your players that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also 
over. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week per player based on things like player matchups, home and away, opponents' defensive rankings, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. So if you actually know what you're doing in fantasy basketball, you're going to win more often because the dumb luck has been removed. Whether you prefer redraft leagues, keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, Game Pick has you covered. Sleeper crack the fantasy basketball code, people. If you play fantasy football like I do, like my guy Big Dave here does, if you like building out a weekly strategy, a weekly lineup, instead of that daily fantasy busy work, you're going to love game picks. So download that Sleeper app today and start a league with your friends. You won't be disappointed. Oh, you will not. Listen, yesterday, guys, was an epic day for Chicago sports. You had four <laughs> incredible games going on, and the Red Stars were playing at the same time, too. So it was a big day in Chicago sports. But guess what? A lot of people didn't get to see everything because they were juggling their remotes around. They had 800 devices. They had to go get the login from a neighbor they don't even talk to anymore because they haven't <laughs> given you that drill back. You haven't even spoke to them. But now, guess what? You can get rid of that, and next time you have a Chicago sports day, you'll be prepared. Why? Because you'll have direct TV stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. No more juggling those remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, Law, the best part, no annual contract come on so get rid of that clutter get rid of that confusion and get everything including your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right moving on to uh some additional thoughts on this bulls pelicans blowout uh big dave we talked after the Cavs game the first Cavs game about how the intensity and the level of engagement on the defensive end from Billy Donovan's guys in that game really keyed their ability to get out and run and get some of those easy transition buckets that Billy Donovan wants to do with this athletic young squad. And we saw a continuation of that trend in this game Friday against New Orleans. 19 turnovers the Bulls forced Pelicans into making and turned that into 31 points. I mean... That is a huge advantage. And look, again, no Zion, no Ingram. These were bumps. These were the mm -hmm. bump Pelicans. Mm -hmm. The question now, I think, on a lot of Bulls fans' minds, Big Dave, is can you take that same level of buy-in? And it sounds like Billy has been harping defense, defense, defense in training camp. Through these preseason games, we're seeing it. You know, you still occasionally get a, a brain fart, off-ball mistake from, from Levine or from DeMar, the, the usual suspects. Sure. But you're also seeing them make some make some effort plays when they can and Lonzo looks like an incredible help defensively to this team so does Alex Caruso some of these other guys that you know Derek Jones and his length after missing the first preseason game we've seen him for a couple of games Alizé Johnson on the boards do mm. like if the Bulls can play like this defensively this season what will it look like against harder competition like can they have the same level of defensive success against real competition against Giannis and the Bucks, against, you know, KD and the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously a tougher test than anything we've seen in preseason. Sure, but the sure. fact that they're engaging and really keying in on let's make this a part of our offense is creating takeaways. I, I like what we're seeing so far. Do you think we can see it continue? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think yes, because 
um, repetition. You know what I'm saying? Consistently doing it over and over again is how you get better at stuff. It's how you build muscle. You know what I'm saying? For on a much, much, much lower scale, you lift more weights and you consistently do it all the time. Guess what? You'll get stronger. So if you keep playing this defense and doing it the way the Bulls are doing it, guess what? You're going to get better at it. They look like a just ridiculously new, wonderful team, especially on the defensive end, Matt. They had also with those 19 turns, they had 14 steals that game. They had 14 steals, and nine of them were from their starting starting five. Four mm-hmm. of them were from your center. <laughs> like from your center. All right. That is incredible stuff. Who gets right dragged there. for his defense all the time. All and, the time. You know, and, and probably fairly so in, in certain regards. Sure. But yeah, that's like I said, everybody's chipping in, right? Yeah, and I keep telling people about Vooch. If you go ahead and look at his defensive rating numbers, he's not a terrible defender. He's just average, okay? Mm-hmm. He's not going to be blocking shots and, you know, doing all that stuff, but he's average, and if you put him around other people that have really above-average defense, guess what? He will be he will go up a little slight tick to be slightly above average, and that makes him better, and that's how you get four steals. That's how you get the amount of blocks that he can get because he's playing with better defensive players. That's all that is, too, Matt. Like, let's... Let's not let's not remove that as well. I know Billy Donovan definitely gets the praise as he should, but the, these guys they actually got defenders now. They actually got guys who can really truly play defense, and we still haven't seen the guy that we consider probably their first or second best defender out there yet in Patrick Williams. So that's going to add more defense uh, to your team right there. But what we're seeing now, Matt, I think will continue on into the season uh, because they know. If they want to be the team they want to be, if they want to run, they want to be that team that's a transition team and gets up and down the floor, they have to do it on the defensive end first. Zach Levine talked about that in the press conference when he says Billy Donovan, all he does is show us film from these teams like Golden State and other great teams like that who are great offensively, but it always started on the defensive end for those kind of teams. He said, if you want to be that kind of team, this is where it has to start at, guys. And they feel like it feels like Matt that they have completely bought into that. Yeah, uh, and I mean, Billy Donovan, that that guy knows knows how to coach defense. Um, yeah. And and we we'll get to the the second Cavs game in a minute. But I thought one of his interesting co- post game comments in that one was about making up for a lack of size with length. And I think he was talking mm. about Alizé Johnson in particular. And I want to talk mm. about him in a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And sort of like, you know, Tony Bradley, our backup center supposedly to get spot minutes while Vooch is resting is out, has missed this entire preseason thus far uh, with, with a minor injury. And Alizé Johnson has gotten, you know, minutes as a center, so to speak. Mm. And, and like his penchant for, for rebounding the ball is is incredible what we've seen so far that's what we thought he would can contribute maybe not to this degree but again it's about what can we use to our like you know uh strategically our best strengths and masking some of our weaknesses and when it comes to size on the defensive end billy is looking around at all of these pieces that ak and mark went out and got him this summer being like okay well we might not have the most size on any given night but we got a hell of a lot of length and if we combined that with actually, as you put it, just simply buying in, engage on the defensive end and see if it can help you create those transition opportunities offensively. Because anybody might get out-talented on paper any night, but can you out-effort your opponent on the defensive end? Because when Zach tries to play defense, he's passable. 
When Demar tries to play defense, he's not great, but he's passable. Absolutely. And then you think about the fact that you have actually upgraded to having multiple above average defenders on this team's roster. You're oh. like, yeah, what what's to what's to prevent them from being a top ten defense in addition to how excited we are to see them put up points every night? Yeah, I think you could that oh, that's so true. I think also with DeMar, you're gonna see an uptick in his defense as well because they want to run and DeMar is like wow this looks fun (laughs) like this is cool like you kind of saw it in the first game and the second game like he was he was a part of that defense you know what I mean like he he was getting in there getting those skills getting those steals getting those deflections you know just playing those passing lanes bodying up the defender when the ball is on them they're not giving them any room to do anything uh Mm -hmm. in those first couple of games that's the stuff I like from DeMar DeRozan because you might not always get it as far as steals and blocks, but can you put a body on that guy right there? Can you inter- interrupt those passes that might be coming in? Can you get over the pick like that? He's definitely been doing that. Like you're watching his IQ out there. And again, that word again, they're high IQ on this team. And you're seeing it on the defensive end also. Um, so yeah, I think DeMar has really been also and and honestly better than advertised for me defensively. I'm not saying he's been, you know, world beating, but better than right. advertised cuz he's out there putting in an effort. That's the key. We screamed about that. Well, leave me for sure. Screamed about this uh last year and the year before. I just wanted to see effort. I wanted to see right. guys just put it in and try on the defensive end. I'm not saying you're going to stop everybody, but how about some effort on that? You know what I mean? You're definitely seeing that now, and it's so much fun to see, man. And that's why you get the smiles. You get that $10 million smile from my man, Matt Peck, over there. Because the <laughs> and, Bulls are actually going in and putting in effort. All right? right? Effort. That's what we're doing, and that's key. That's very key. And, you, and using these preseason games as that, you know, the, the first step, the, the foundational piece of this is a part of our mental makeup every night is engaging like that on the defensive end. And gaining the confidence of see what happens when you play spirited defense. You see the way that you can get out and run and have all these fun fast breaks with Levine and Caruso and Lonzo, and yeah. it's all all that fun. That fun comes from being locked in on the defensive end sure. and getting to you know bum slay the Cavs mm-hmm. and and the fake Pelicans. Hopefully, gives them the con- confidence to say, okay, we are going to face stiffer offensive competition than this on a, you know, on a nightly basis once the real games start and we see some real opponents, but keep that same mentality coming into the game. And, you know, we, we are confident that we can get stops and we can create turnovers and we can do it against anybody because we're making a part of our DNA, a part of our makeup from, you know, the first week of training camp on, hopefully we see more of that. Um, Their third preseason game, not as easy of a win, but another win. Before we get to this Bulls-Cavs rematch, Big Dave, you want to tell our listeners where they can find themselves some delicious protein bars? Oh, there's only one place to do it, Matt. And the only place because it's sworn and it's stamped by my main man, Matt Peck. And that is Built Bar. Oh, just delicious, just tasty, and you know you want it because who don't like chocolate, all right? You don't like chocolate? You don't like flavors? Well, you shouldn't be on this earth because there's something wrong with your taste buds, okay? But you're going to want this because Built Bar has it all. This, you just say, oh, man, they only got chocolate, they only got one flavor? Yes, that. Let me run these flavors down to you. You want some cherry barcia? You want some raspberry? You yes. want that salted caramel? Yes. You want that strawberry? 
Mm-hmm. How about a little orange for you? You want that coconut? They got you covered. All right. You know you want it. And so this is, let me tell you what else is going down in it. Because let's say you're sitting there enjoying these tasty bars and they're delicious. And your loved one steps up to you because they're concerned about your health. They're like, why are you just sitting here eating candy all day? Well, you can tell them it's 17 grams of protein. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180. They're only four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. And then you tell them, get your hands off mine and go get your own because I know you want some. All right? Because they're all tasty. They're all healthy. And they're all amazing. You want to know the flavor of the month this time? How about that apple almond crisp? Oh, get you some of that. That's the flavor of the month, y'all. I ain't got to say no more because you know you're hungry and you want some. Go to Built.com. Use that promo code. Just because we love you, we're going to give you a promo code LOCKED15 to save you 15% on that order. So head over to Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Save yourself 15%, y'all. Oh, Built Bar. Delicious. <laughs> Man, as we are now entering that that part of the season where you know they're like thanksgiving themed flavors fall themed flavors dude give me an apple almond crisp flavor over pumpkin spice like 10 oh. times out of 10 i don't know about you i love me some 10. apple almond crisp <laughs> listen 11 out of 10 you put apple on it i'm in like uh, apple right. and crisp i'm like okay that sounds that sounds like me come on with it <laughs> meanwhile i just I've, I've never been on that on that pumpkin spice hype train man i just not for you like calm down <laughs> Calm down with your pumpkin spice. Get away from me with your pumpkin spice. Again, with you, know, you know what flavor I you, you know what flavor I want my coffee to taste like? Coffee. <laughs> People with their pumpkin spice. You with the pumpkin spice. Uh, You're obsessed with the pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the pumpkin spice. Um all right, so moving on. This was a fight. Maybe I think the Cavaliers uh had a little sense of damaged pride after that first preseason game and came out and said, right. no, you know what? I want to show something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- even our, our guy Lowry had a much better night. Uh, he, he finished did. eight of 14, 18 points, mm-hmm. uh, stuff to sh- stat sheet and some other places. He actually was tallied with three blocks, three yeah. blocks in one game for Lowry marketing. Yeah. Inf- incredible. That's a third incredible. of his career total. That's insane. Um, yeah. But look, okay, so two key two key areas to me, Dave, where I think this game was a tighter one than the first one. The Bulls, as we mentioned, dominated the Cavs as far as creating takeaways and protecting the ball themselves in that first game. I think the Bulls only had like nine turnovers in game one against Cleveland and meanwhile got a zillion points off of turnovers that they generated. In this one, the Bulls were a little sloppy. They were careless with yeah. the ball. They gave up 17 turnovers, and they actually gave up the slight advantage to Cleveland in the points-off turnovers category. That's not great. And then you double with that the fact that the Bulls shot even worse than they did in that Pelicans game, 7 of 24 from downtown, 29%, mm-hmm. and only 47%. Per- uh, wait, nope, that's that's the Cavs stat I'm reading. Uh, 7 for 28 25% for the Bulls from downtown and just mm. 41.8% from the field overall. Outside of DeMar, who had a pretty efficient night, 9 to 17, 23 points. Vooch, mm. 3 of 12. Lonzo, 4 of 12. Zach, mm. 5 of 14. Mm. If you aren't hitting your shots and you're being sloppy with the ball, you're going to get that closer result that we saw on Sunday. Yeah. And before I go into this, let me say this real quick. Larry Marketing, 
did what I've been screaming for him to do was, oh man, the smaller dude is on me. Well, guess what? Let me go up on this smaller person. Let me use my size to do something. Oh, I just figured that out because I got beat down by 40 and I'm embarrassed. Yeah. All right. That's how that go. All right. Ugh, annoying. But yes, good game for Lowry. But to everything you said is right. You know why I like this game so much, Matt? Because I this is the first game where you saw the Bulls look human. Mm. <laughs> that's why I was excited. I was like, I get worried sometimes when you look flawless in the preseason because it's the preseason. Yeah. I feel that way in football. I feel that way in basketball. I don't like flawless. I don't like just, oh, man, no holes. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Right. I, I need to see, uh, you know, like I need to just see those mistakes, you know, especially with a new team. You know what I mean? It's the exact, if it looks too good to be are. true, it probably is that kind of Fact. thing. <laughs> you feel me? It's that kind of thing, Matt. And I just need to see, like, okay, where are the flaws? Where can we work on? Where can we improve? What do we need? Uh, show me where Patrick Williams is needed out here because now I'm hearing people like, well, Javante Green on Patrick Williams, you know, like he's 6'4". Calm down. So this is what I kind of needed to see, honestly. And they did not play well. I, maybe they weren't all the way up to I don't want to take anything away from the Cavs because the Cavs definitely were up to it. They were playing to that level. It was also the first road game for the Bulls, too. Um, their first two games of, of the preseason were at home. So this was their first one where they actually went on the road to play. But I liked it, Matt. I really did. Um, just showing those mistakes because it also showed me, and this is, again, where I talked about him in the, in the last segment, it also showed me the importance of DeMar DeRozan. Because when everything is going wrong, and I said this when we drafted him over and over again, when everything's going wrong and you need a bucket, you got a dude who's a bucket getter. Everything was going wrong. You couldn't score. Who do I give the ball to? Hey, DeMar, could you go do what you do? I got right. you. I don't care. Is seven foot dude on me? Yeah, let me do a spin fadeaway on this dude real quick. Right. Yes, and money. he hit two of those like in quick succession two. where yes, you're like, oh, man. okay. Offense is sputtering. <laughs> just give the ball to DeMar. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just give it to him. Both back to back and both from the baseline. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude, that's what you want. That's exactly what I wanted. And I really enjoyed it. And I was thinking, this is why I was thankful for DeMar. And he also shot pretty good from the three-point line, uh, which I was like, this is a misprint because the experts told me he can't shoot three. So that that, right. that can't be real. We'll get over that. We'll move on from that. If, you know, nobody's perfect. But I really enjoyed that part, Matt. Now, of course, the turnovers and the tough shooting night uh, for the team. Uh, you know, I want to see it again on the road. You know what I'm saying? I want to see them play again on the road because I don't know if it was just them being off on preseason or, you know, if they just don't like playing away from home. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. And it's preseason. Again, I understand it's preseason, but I still want to see it again on the road. But big shout out to DeMar. And I I know who you want to talk about next, so I'm not even going to step, step on his name yet. So I'm going to just say DeMar did great. And it made me excited for fourth quarters of the season when things are, you know, on the line and you really truly need it or when it's a 6-0, run and you really truly need it or there's a drought going on and you really truly need it. I know I got a guy who can go right. get it and that's DeMar DeRozan. And I also want to give one quick shout out to Lonzo before we get to some bench minutes. I mentioned that Lonzo, like his fellow starters, did not have a great night shooting contributing in other ways. If your shot's not falling, and this is you know, a piece of advice that every coach gives their players, if your shot's not falling, find other ways to impact the game. Lonzo right. against uh, the Cleveland Cavs on Sunday night, five boards, three assists, three steals, 
and four blocks. Three steals and four blocks. I mean, we cannot say enough about Lonzo Ball's defense so far through the preseason, can we, Dave? You can't. You can't. You can't say enough. It's amazing. I mean, oh, man, I'm, I'm broke. Oh, man, I can't hit my shot tonight. Oh, well. Well, you know what? Let me go shut this guy down the other end because guess what? If I can't score, you can't score. If I'm having a bad game, you're going to have a bad game because I'm going to make your life miserable on this defensive end. That is the sign of a great player and a great point guard, ladies and gentlemen, because Lonzo knows himself. He knows it. He's like, oh, no, I ain't got it tonight. This ain't my thing. This ain't going how it's going to go tonight. Well, guess what? Let me go ahead and let me get out here and do what I do best. And that's go ahead and play this defense. And also, he hit two three. I thought I think he was, what, two or five, two or six from the three-point line also. So he hit a two couple six, of threes. Yeah. Hit a couple of threes, man, you know, just to keep, just to keep the uh, defense honest. And that's what those mm-hmm. threes do. When you know you're having a tough not- shot night, you still got to hit a three or two to keep that defense honest where they still got to play on you and can't just leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? So that's good stuff by, by Lonzo Ball, man. And, yeah, Matt's right. Like, he impacted the game on the defensive end, man. And that's important. Four blocks? He's a point guard. Four. Come right. On. Um, all right, now now let's talk about the guy who is all of a sudden rivaling Javante Green for my new favorite Chicago Bull. I knew this where we was that, going. <laughs> Alizé all the way Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 14 and 11 double-double in just mm. 18 minutes? Mm. Mm. Uh, look, mm. and, and he was talked about after this game by his coach, Billy Donovan, and Billy Donovan basically said, like, yeah, it, uh, you know, we're playing undersized. He's playing undersized at center. He's in there with all these trees that the Cavs have. Yeah. You know, yeah. they got Jared Allen. They got Mobley. They got all the taco fall for crying taco out loud. Fall. The man's seven foot five. And Alice's in there getting boards. Yeah. He's in there getting boards. And he's fighting and he's scrapping. And he's getting easy buckets around the rim because of his hustle on that glass. I, look. I don't know how Billy Donovan is going to work this out when Tony Bradley comes back and what his rotation is going to look like. Alizé Johnson is a person who is one of the last arrivals, a non-fully guaranteed contract, if if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And people are wondering, is he on the cusp? Is he going to beat out Stanley Johnson, Matt Thomas, these other guys for that final 15th roster spot? This man is earning a spot not only on the roster in these preseason minutes, I think he's earning a spot in Billy's rotation with these mm. preseason minutes. Big Dave, what say you? Mm. If you all listened to me when they got him and I told you what he was going to be and I told you the goon that was all in his soul <laughs> of this young man right here, that's what you're seeing on this floor. This dude's rebounding and and tenacious. He is so tenacious when he's going in there and getting that. We talked about effort earlier. He's all about these things. What impressed me the most about the whole game for him, Matt, was the last half of the game, like the in the fourth quarter the, with about two minutes or three minutes left, when they bring in Taco Fall, who's like seven foot 20. Seven five. And, <laughs> like he's, he's ridiculously huge, all right? And they're like, Alizé, <laughs> take him. <laughs> go ahead and guard him. Why don't you go ahead and get him? get, get some defense on him? And he was like, okay. And he's going down, and I mean, Taco's getting the ball, and Alizé is all in him. I mean, playing that defense, making it hard for him. And it should be hard because he's 7'5", but he was making it difficult for him to actually go up and score. 
and he was still getting rebounds. Guys, it's Dennis Rodman taught us this a long time ago. It's not about your size. It's about the mm-hmm. effort. Okay? That's what it's about when you're going to get a rebound. You learn that, guys, when you watch these great rebounders like Dennis, who was who was not tall as far no. as rebounders is concerned, and Charles Barkley, who definitely wasn't tall when you talk about how rebounders are concerned. Or when you talk about guys like Ben Wallace, who was an undersized center and people mm-hmm. like that. But my goodness, the effort that he gives you on that end, the offensive and the defensive glass, because he plays both pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well. So the effort he gives you there and the skill that he has around the basket to put it back and score, because he's mm-hmm. not just getting it and like, Raw, you know, just flailing and going on and things right. like that. No, he's got the skill to actually get that rebound and get it back up and put it back in and get to the free throw line. That's impressive stuff. That will get you in the lineup for sure. I mean, five of six from the field and four of five from the free throw line. I don't think (laughs) you you can't get much more efficient than that (laughs) unless you're just going to bat a thousand for a night. Um, (laughs) All right. Last player we got to give some credit to here, Dave. Uh, And we haven't talked about him much yet in our preseason uh, breakdown. The kid, the Chicago kid and the U of I product, Io DeSumo, back to back big buckets in this game that look it's a preseason game it doesn't count so to speak but all of his veteran teammates after the game praising him for his absolute lack of fear there's your proof that i i always like oh we got to get a bucket tight game late game i got this let me just hit this running floater over taco fall let me get this little juke crossover floater in the mid-range you know um like running down the lane both of those buckets from Io were impressive as far as like basketball skill and cold blooded as hell, man. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that is more stuff that will get you playing time on any NBA team, not just this team, any NBA team where you're doing stuff like that. We already talked about uh, being tenacious. We already talked about effort, you know, those kind of things. But it's the fact that you're getting them from this rookie. That's the key of what we're saying. Everybody else we talked about is a veteran established in this league, stuff that they probably learned over their years of playing in the NBA. He's coming in here with this now. Mm. <laughs> He's got this now, okay? After the game, Matt, when they were talking to Zach Levine, and you mentioned they were talking about Io, he said, I have never met a rookie that has asked more questions <laughs> than Io. He was like, He's asked questions all the time about mm-hmm. what is going on. What was great about that is Io said that's exactly what he was going to do when right, he got right. here. He said, I'm just going to ask questions and try to get better. I'm just going to ask questions, try to get better. That's usually lip service. You know what I'm yeah. saying? From rookies and things like that. Because maybe some don't want to do it. Maybe some are a little more fearful to do it. Maybe some feel like they don't need to ask. Mm-hmm. It's not lip service with him, man. Like, because all of them say this, like every bit, DeMar talks about it, Lonzo, they all talk about how many questions, Billy Donovan, how many questions that he asks all the time. He wants to know everything. He wants to absorb it, take it back to the gym, work on it, and then bring it back to the game. So when he gets in, he knows what what to be and what to do. You saw the calm and coolness of it, Matt, because even after he hit the shot, it was nothing. You know, it was it, it was no celebration for him. He was like, okay, thanks, guys. All right. When it sat down, okay, what are we doing next? You know, what's the defensive play? Let's right. do this now. Let's go win this game. That's a rookie out here with this kind of mindset, man. 
that's saying that's that's a big deal. I can't explain how big of a deal that is to y'all because it's not about your skill. Like life is ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. A lot of people yeah. have the physical attributes to be on that court, but not the mental. His mental is strong, and that's what's going to take him a long way with this team. And that's awesome to see. Yeah, you just love that kind of confidence in a rookie. Um, he he's clearly you know it seems like confident and humble at the same time. Yeah, the, the, ask, the yeah. asking questions that that's mm-hmm. humble. That's saying these vets know more than I do. Let me pick their brains every minute of every day. But right. when I'm given my chances by coach to go out there and show what I can do, I'm not afraid of the moment. I, I'm right. going to seize every opportunity I have. Speaking of speaking of NBA players with confidence, quick shout out before we wrap up to our to our old friend Denzel Valentine. Who was a DNP coach's decision in this second Why? game? Why is that? Cleveland? <laughs> Maybe because there was no garbage time. The game was close, and the Cavs were like, "No, we can't put Denzel out there." But he, I, the, one of my favorite moments of the weekend, all of the sports I watched, was Taco Fall missing a layup. I mean, literally, like, how do you miss a layup if you're Taco Fall? Then yeah. got his own rebound off a miss, and then got fouled on the putback attempt. Denzel jumps up off his seat on the sidelines and flexes and mean mugs. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, okay, good for you for supporting your teammate. What did you have to do with this? Why are you flexing? Look, man. <laughs> Matt, it's looking, look at the DNP. joy, man. DNP like, in a preseason game. Look at, look at him, man. He's so joyous because he knows this <laughs> isn't our problem. <laughs> He knows it's it. not our problem anymore. We don't have to <laughs> we don't have to deal with it now. Now Matt can laugh at this, where before it made him cry. <laughs> but now he can laugh at these things. Oh my goodness, the joy! I love it. Joy I love it so it. much. And I'm uh, all right, up real quick, real quick, yeah. Matt. Another reason why that's important. Last year, guys, bum slang. They lost two out of three to the Cavs. Just want to say that to y'all, okay? They lost two mm. out of three to the Cavs. So don't tell me it ain't important that we bum slaying. All right, two out of three to the Cavs. It's important. Yikes. Hey, yikes. Um, all right. So Bulls are 3-0 in preseason. One preseason game to go uh, later this week against the Grizzlies. I think actually we have to wait all the way until Friday. Friday That's the preseason yep. finale. Uh, back at home against Memphis. Uh, the Grizz 2-1 and one in the preseason. This this could be the Bulls' greatest challenge if the Grizz actually play you know their starters um, some, some real minutes, as yeah. we've seen Billy Donovan do with his guys so far this preseason. Uh, you know, I think, uh, the, the Sunday game against Cleveland was more of a challenge, but I think it was more what the bulls were doing incorrectly or poorly compared to the challenge presented by Cleveland. And again, no disrespect to them. They bounced back. Uh, cause that, you know, I think they were pissed off about that first game, but the Grizzlies could be a new challenge where the bulls are not just dealing with their own mistakes or their own off shooting night, like Sunday against mm-hmm. Cleveland, but like, Oh crap. This team is more talented than ever, anything we've seen so far. How do we handle this, especially as we talked about uh, on, on that defensive end? So uh, between now and Friday, fear or not, it's a long time to wait for our next Bulls game. But Dave and I will be here every day bringing you all your content because we know you guys are hyped up there for the start of this season. Hit us up on that text to voicemail line if you want to be a part of the show. 331-979-1369. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. He is at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Have a great start to your Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. See Red, be good. Peace out. 
Dein Silvio.